Hello, my name is Father Jerry Chilko. I'm a Redemptorist priest stationed at St. Peter the Apostle Church and the National Shrine of St. John Newman in Philadelphia. Today is Sunday, October 11th, the 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time. This is today's Gospel. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Jesus again, in reply, spoke to the chief priests and elders of the people in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son. He dispatched his servants to summon the invited guests to the feast, but they refused to come. A second time he sent other servants, saying, Tell those invited, Behold, I have prepared my banquet, my calves and fatted cattle are killed, and everything is ready. Come to the feast. Some ignored the invitation and went away, one to his farm, another to his business. The rest laid hold of his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged and sent his troops, destroyed those murderers, and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, The feast is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy to come. Go out therefore into the main roads, and invite to the feast whomever you find. The servants went out into the streets, and gathered all they found, bad and good alike, and the hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to meet the guests, he saw a man there not dressed in a wedding garment. The king said to him, My friend, how is it that you came here without a wedding garment? But he was reduced to silence. Then the king said to his attendants, Bind his hands and feet, and cast him into the darkness outside, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Many are invited but few are chosen. The Gospel of the Lord. Some background knowledge of meals in our Lord's time can give us an insight into today's parable. Meals in ancient times reproduced in miniature the everyday social relations of a society. Who eats with whom at table reflected who could associate with whom in the larger society. In today's parable, the king is arranging a wedding banquet for his son. In any society, commoners likely would not have been invited. Royalty associates with royalty, or at least with VIPs. Among the king's invited guests are a landowner, and a business person, definitely members of the upper class. There's also a double invitation. The king sent his slaves to call those who had been invited. Again he sent other slaves, saying, Come. This second invitation was a common practice. After the first invitation, the guests would often check who was invited, and who was not, 
what kind of preparations were being made or not being made, and who was planning to attend, as well as who was planning to stay away. This last point was particularly important. If key people decided to stay away, so would others. The refusal of the invited guests to attend the king's wedding party shames him. For some reason, the guests disapproved of the arrangements the king was making. They offer flimsy or insulting excuses, implying that tending the farm or the business were much more important than the wedding of the king's son. This was the traditional and indirect or face-saving method of turning down an invitation. Other invited guests challenge the king's honor. They seize his slaves who bring the invitation, beat and kill them. Clearly this action demands recompense, and the king obliges. But then the king does something that broke all the rules. He invited ordinary folks to the wedding feast. Going to the palace, these people would be entering a section of the city that they may have never seen. The king's guest list now is very unusual, to say the least. In ancient times, meals were an exclusive affair. The early Christian community introduced inclusive table fellowship. And this caused problems, as St. Paul notes in his letters to the Corinthians. People in a status-conscious culture, such as this, would feel more than uneasy at a royal banquet. And that's the point. Jesus' parable was directed against his elite opponents from Jerusalem, the chief priests and the elders. He contrasts their rigid observance of exclusiveness with the open-hearted inclusiveness expressed by the king. Remember, parables tell how God relates to his people. The implication is that God's people ought to relate to each other in the same way. I have a theory about our judgment after death. Perhaps what may happen as we stand before the gates of heaven is this. We're handed a guest list for the banquet of heaven. As we're looking it over, we see many of the names we would expect, the apostles, the martyrs, the great saints, but we may also see some names which we didn't expect. As we look at the list more closely, we finally see our own name, thank God, but we also see a bunch of names whom we not only didn't expect, but who come as a fairly big surprise. And then it dawns on us, we're not just looking at a guest list, we're looking at the seating arrangement. And all the names that are a big surprise are in the same section as our name. The people against whom we held resentments 
with whom we found it difficult to get along, the people we always found to be a challenge, those who tried and tested our charity. They're going to be our table companions for the banquet of heaven. And that is the moment of judgment, a judgment which we will impose upon ourselves. Will we be willing to thank God for his mercy and sit down at table, or will we cast off our wedding garment and say, no way? Our gracious Lord extends an invitation to us. Ultimately, we ourselves will be the one who accepts or refuses. That in itself should give us pause and a reason to reflect on our lives. This Sunday and every Sunday, may Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.